Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a on a football Friday edition of the pro, the football. It's a hell of a football Friday. You're coming out of the holiday. You've got the game tomorrow down in Columbus, and you got the greatest of all time coming to town on Sunday at one. Merely Bo, the great Z Gibbe as well. How you living, buddy? I'm fine. I'm just dealing with a. I mean, I had a lovely Thanksgiving yesterday. It was a great time. Feeling good, relaxing, got my Griswold family Christmas sweatshirt on. I've moved on. Sure. I'm into full Christmas merriment. And the internet's not working in my house. As if I have anything to do with that, Gibbe What's screaming going on with your voice? Me, blaming yeah. me. Who knows? I'm mad at Gibbe. That's what's happening. Well, you got to get over Great. it. I mean, it's fine. I I mean, it, but what, our biggest concern is your voice. Why? It's fine. It feels like you're it's real a little raspy. gravelly. A little raspy. Yeah. Kind of Living sucks. hard on Thanksgiving. Did you live hard? You had a, had a nice every, – everybody had, you had a co- few cocktails, worked some cocktails in yesterday? Yeah, we had a few cocktails. Yeah, it was great. We had a lovely time. And, and uh, the bird was actually a heck of a bird. Jack Hay crushed it on the bird. And um, it, was, it was a delight. We really had a great time. Did you get a leg? How about you? I, of course I got a leg. Yeah, good job of you. Mine was oh, better wonderful than Adam time. Thielen's. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Wonderful time with the family. Uh, every, everything was good. It was probably the best – weather thanksgiving that i can recall since moving to the buckeye state um in that yep. it was in the 50s and sunny um we got a lot of shots up got played a lot of hoops so that was a Love big it. win Love that it. was fantastic so i don't recall i don't recall one better than that where you could literally be outside all day yeah it's it was glorious it was beautiful we did yep. we did some sitting out on the porch and whatnot hanging out yeah it was a uh, unbelievably uh, just a, a perfect weather day. It really was. It was great. It was a great yeah. Thanksgiving. I was pleased with it. Other yeah, than the other than a missed field goal costing us a perfect three and zero on the day. Grossness, just Jerk. grossness. Absolutely, t- just hateful. Absolutely hateful. hateful. Gibby, you do good. Good. Good holiday. Great holiday. Good time. Started Wednesday night. Ran right into Thursday. Thursday night, great. It was a little late, but all good. Had a great time and. Just like you said, I'm outside preparing food on the grill and on the griddle. Like, you can't go wrong. No. 57 degrees? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's ab- absolutely unbelievable. Um, and and going to be this way f- throughout the weekend, right? Like, pretty great day today. It rained overnight, but good day today. Good day tomorrow. Tomorrow's and, like 57 again. Yeah. And Sunday's nice, too, isn't it? Eh, uh, not well, so much. Could be some rain. Rain on the A lot horizon. of rain, actually. Well, that could help us then with, with Touchdown Tommy coming to town. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see that. That's Tommy Vardell. Sloppy, sloppy mud. Yeah, the great Tommy Vardell. Yeah. There's actually a kid who quarterbacks Montana State whose who name is Touchdown Tommy Malott. So that's, that's actually why it was in my head without going all the way back to, to Tommy like Vardell. But, yeah. They had, um, we, we had all sorts of football yesterday. We've got big-time football this weekend. Ohio State-Michigan play tomorrow at noon in a game that you can hear right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It is just the fourth time that they've come in completely unblemished, both teams. And they've been playing for 118 years. That's a long time. And it's the eighth time they've come in undefeated. So 
it just doesn't happen that the what you're going to get down in Columbus tomorrow. It's the 100th year of the horseshoe as well. Um, there wow. are only eight players on Ohio State's team who have beat Michigan because there was the pandemic year where they didn't play it. So you have to go back to have guys who are on the roster in 2019 who played in a game where Ohio State beat Michigan because they didn't play in 20, and last year Michigan got them. So yeah, lot uh, lot on the line down there. And then, of course, we have Tom Brady coming in here on Sunday. Kind of a, an interesting week when you have the Thanksgiving holiday in the middle of it and to try yeah. to get ready for it. Um, I'm curious what, um, you know, how our guys, how our coaches manage that, what that's all like. So they just sped up the, the day on Thursday, basically. They moved okay. practice up on Thursday so that everybody could be home, you know, early in the day to be with their loved ones for Thanksgiving. So they got a normal Thursday of work. They just moved the schedule up, and then today will be a normal Friday, and they'll be – so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're still the same, just the timing of Thursday change. That was yeah, it. They actually should be wrapping up practice here in just a minute. So they're actually running a few minutes behind today. But Yeah. yeah. Okay. Get a little, get a little, a little extra, extra work in. There you go. Wrong there you go. That. Yeah. And this will be, um, I think for me, when I, when I, what I hope my, my biggest hope for Sunday, obviously, is a win. But um, I, I really hope that there's appropriate appreciation uh, for Jacoby Brissett and what he's done this season uh, for this franchise. Because the next time that this team will practice next week, it'll be Deshaun Watson as quarterback one. And I, 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 I know we're excited to see him play and all of that, but at the same time, like, this record is not on Jacoby Brissett, and he has no. been not only exemplary on the field but off of it. He's been really tremendous. And you couldn't be – you couldn't have found somebody better to handle all that was thrown – a quarterback's way than Jacoby Brissett this season, both on and off the field. Well, he's been great. He's been great for the Browns. He's been a great leader. He's done everything that you could have asked him to do on the field, off the field. And, you know, he's been better. The fact is he's been better than a 3-7 and seven quarterback. And But that's the record of the Browns. We all know the reasons why. We've documented them well. But, yeah, Jacoby Brissett has been excellent for this football team, and he gets one more opportunity to go out there and do it. Number six in the league in QBR. I don't know if you saw the stat they put out about Dak Prescott's completion percentage over expected is 10% higher than expected, which is the since he's come back in week seven, second best in the NFL. You know who first is? Jacoby Brissett. I mean, the guy's just been playing phenomenal football. And it's, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and, and so I hope that there's – I think it will be a special one for him. Obviously, he was drafted by the Patriots, and um, part of that organization was Tom was there, so I'm guessing it will be special for him uh, to, to play in that game as well. Um, so that kind of sets the stage of, of what it can be. We'll see if the weather's an issue. I guess it feels like this thing changes about every 24 hours. So now yeah. it's looking rainy on Sunday. Um, in terms of the rest of the league, we had three good ones yesterday, two really good ones. Uh, and the Cowboys one kind of had a backdoor, but it was good for a, a, a half as well. Pretty rare that you get good games for, for Thanksgiving Thursday, but the NFL delivered yesterday. Yeah, they sure did. And, you know, the Buffalo-Detroit game came down to the wire. Uh, the Bills did kind of what we thought they would do, kind of sleepwalked through it. They won when they needed to. Uh, Detroit's got a lot of uh, moxie, and, and they really competed, and I thought it was a fun game to watch, except that I was playing against Amon Ross St. Brown in, in fantasy. That wasn't fun. Um, and then I thought, yeah, the Dallas game, it, it looked initially like Dallas was going to struggle, and they really poured it on in the second half. Uh, and then I just like watching the Vikings play because Justin Jefferson, every single game, is making ridiculous catches look routine. Every game. All of them. And Cousins, good Cousins is really good. 
Good Cousins is really good. Jefferson's outrageous. Um, I also think, though, that that, that Minnesota defense is bad. Uh, they gave up 40 to Dallas, and they made Mac Jones look like Tom Brady, and he ain't it. No, no, he certainly is not. It's a good point that you make there, that the Vikings, you know, in this one they didn't really run the ball well, which was surprising. New England, though, they right. did a good job against us, so that's probably what they set out to do. But you're right, it was just too easy for them to throw the football, especially, you know, Devontae Parker had a nice game, Aguilar, Hunter Henry. It was honestly, I think, their best passing game as a team since they played us. Yeah, with Bailey Zappi. With Bailey Zappi, 300-plus through the air. That's not something they do very often. So, yeah, that was that side of it was bad, obviously. But, you know, Minnesota, it's rare that you make a move at the deadline that pays such immediate dividends. But TJ Hawkinson was such a great get for them. I still don't understand, I don't understand why Detroit. Detroit would let him go in their division, of all things. It just a, a stupefying one. But the Vikings – Solid, know how to win. Come back ten nothing in the fourth quarter for the win over Belichick, which was incredible. Yeah, yeah, they got it done, and yeah, I I think big picture in the NFC, and we'll get a look at a team here on Sunday that feels like they're in the mix as well. Um, I, I it's interesting. I, I think the teams that the two teams that I like the most right now are San Francisco, which we've talked about a lot. Yep. Um, but the Niners I like the most, and I might like Dallas second right now, even more than Philly. Um, based on the way that they're playing. And I think if they could get Odell Beckham Jr. in there, and my hunch is that's where he ends up. Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, um, that he could give them a little bit of juice here for the stretch run um, and provide them kind of a little bit of what he gave to the Rams a year ago where he's kind of like a, uh, a little bit of a boost here towards the end of the season. I, I like that Dallas team even, even more than Philly, I think, right now. I, I, I'm with you. I like the Dallas team. Dak's playing well. Pollard is excellent. Yeah. They got CeeDee Lambs playing at a very high level, which we kind of expected him to do as this season progressed. Um, and their defense is uh, unbelievable in their ability to get after a quarterback and harass them with Parkins and, uh, Parsons and Lawrence. So, yeah, I like, I'm, I'm with you. I like them. It's weird. I just feel like I don't trust them in a big game just because I think it's been so long since we've seen the Dallas Cowboys team actually come through in a big game situation. Um, but no, they've got everything on paper that you would need to be a team of consequence. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Um, I also think from a – I give a lot of credit to the Detroit operation from a – just from a buy-in standpoint. Um, to they, They've been fighting for a month now. They're not getting the result. You know, they missed the field goals. That's absolutely brutal. But at the same time, like, they are in the fight, man. Week in and week out, they're in the fight. And yep. they have some nice pieces, and they're got, they've got a lot of draft capital going yeah. into next year's draft. Where If they hit on these picks, they're going to get Jamison Williams back. He's practicing this week. They'll get him back at some point. they got to make a long-term decision on Goff. My hunch is that they will move off of him, but I don't know if they'll address quarterback this year, if they'll wait till next, hard to say. He's played um, well for them, right. He has, but the t you know, bad pick no, he's on limited. short. Yeah, he's just limited. He just it, He's kind of like – He's certainly good enough to be a playoff quarterback and all of that. The question is, um, is he too good for them to be in a position to draft a quarterback high again? That's that's kind of the yeah. spot that they'll be in, I think, this year. Um, on the year, 64% completions, uh, 17 touchdowns, 7 picks. Uh, Man, it's not bad. Rating it. No, it's fine. He's, he's, he's a very – he's a, a, an average NFL quarterback. So that's yeah. it's right in the middle of the, of the road a little bit. But everything else they have, you like. <laughs> That's why like getting a lot rid of the Hawkinson weapons. made no sense. You could have had Hawkinson with Williams right. and Swift and Williams, and it would have been 
uh, it would have been wild there. Uh, little Browns news coming in right now. Greg Newsom has been ruled out for the game mm. against the Buccaneers with a concussion. On the other side, a big injury for them, Vita Vea is a game-time decision. Did not practice the first two days, limited today, and they said they're going to test him out and see if he can go on Sunday. That If he doesn't practice, play, that would be huge for the Browns. And it, for Tampa, Gedke and Russell Gage are both out. Okay. Uh, the other good news on that Browns front, like everybody else, according to – coach downstairs everyone else is good to go Sunday which is great because Wyatt Teller went from limited on Wednesday to DNP DNP. Thursday so sounds like he's going to be ready to go and I feel like a lot of people are healthy here going into Sunday which is good it's good I mean at this point every game is a must win it feels like that so you you want to be at full strength yeah it it is that and then you know if it's sloppy and in the mud then you like the feeling there if, if you can run the ball because yep. um, they're going to be with going with the kid, aren't they? Yeah, Rashad it? White looks like Fournette's got a hip. He will also be a game-time decision. Um, but the, all the commentary coming out of Tampa this week, Byron Leftwich, the offense coordinator, was talking about how White is ready now to handle the full load. He wasn't ready early in the season. We saw it last week, over 20 carries, over 100 yards, career high against Seattle, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, when they were in Munich. And so he's going to be the guy for them this week, yeah. So we and we still we haven't really we got to get going a little bit too. We couldn't get the ground game going last time out. So we we've, we've got to be able to run the ball a little bit, and hopefully Wyatt coming back allows for that. I don't think it feels like it's. Have we had a game this year where both Kareem and uh, and Nick went off? No, you'd have They're to go kind back. Of quiet. You'd have to go back early in the season and kind of say in his role, you know, he had a very nice game. Did Kareem Hunt against Carolina? But there have not been a lot of games where we have been, to your point, rolling on the ground where we would have the games like last year where Chubb would have 120, Kareem would have 80 on 12 carries, something like that. That hasn't happened this year. No, no. I mean, it's for for Kareem to be healthy and to be at, you know, 346 on the season, a little under four yards a carry, just 35 yards a game is pretty – that's surprising compared to what I thought it would be at this point. Yeah, he had 70 total yards – and two touchdowns against Carolina week one, and Chubb was like 140. Against mm-hmm. the Jets, he had 74 total yards. Those are the two highs of the season. He had 72 total yards in the win over Cincinnati, which you would say both of them did well in. But, yeah, it's been it's been a very strange season, especially for Kareem. He has not reached 60 yards on the ground in a single game this year. He has reached 50 yards only once, and in the last five games, he has been below 15 yards three times. Right? Yeah. 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 Just strange um, the way that that is all all kind of broken a little bit. Um, I will say this, that um, I, I don't know why it took me this long to get to this point. Um, you probably got me thinking in this direction on, on just your, your overall feelings about Turkey in general. Um, but I do think we have reached the point in America where on Thanksgiving we got to get some beef in the mix somewhere, whether that's a tenderloin or a, a ribeye or I'm not uh, against some it. prime rib. Uh, I feel like we need a little beef in the mix because I'm. I, I mean, it, it was a wonderful Thanksgiving meal, but it it is also a lim- It's a limiting operation. Yes, and I I think we're tr- all trying to do too much. There's too many sides that everyone's trying to do. So the bird, you know, sometimes who knows what happens with the bird? I, I think we got to streamline this operation a little bit and not be married just to this bird every year. I'm, look, I'm with you from a culinary standpoint. I understand the tradition of it, and I think I'm curious to hear from the Hoff how his 
operation worked out with the sous vide breasts and then the smoked yeah. legs and wings and and the crisp skin. I think that sounds like that could be a real win. But I got to tip my cap to Jack Hay, Miss Kay's mom. She it was a heck of a bird she made. It was a heck of a bird. Now, did you do you did you venture into the white meat at all? Yeah, there was it was actually moist. But wow. I lived predominantly with the dark meat and even had sure. a leg. I know, shocking. I, it was That's it was so stupefying. Hard. Yeah, rare. Good. It it's was so an incredible hard. job. Yeah, my my grandmother used to cook the bird upside down, and then she also had a turkey oven uh, that she cooked it in, and so that allowed for the juices to flow through the breast. But typically, it's just really hard to get that to have yeah. a little bit of moisture. No doubt, no doubt. And so that part do. was a treat. Did have a gluten-free stuffing that uh, cousin Alyssa made uh, that was – or not cousin, uh, sister Alyssa made that was uh, a stunning achievement. I mean, it was – Really? Yeah. I mean, there was really – there was no – I felt like it wasn't a step down from the normal stuffing, and I liked the flavors in the stuffing. So the sure. ability for it to be gluten-free, what a job out of her. To, Sounds to, delightful. To throw that out at the mix. So good job out of her on that one. So – uh, that was a win. Also had a banana cream pie, which was a win. I love when that's an option. Banana cream or coconut cream. Nana made a great banana pudding last night that was just delightful. DQ ice cream cake because it was my kid's boyfriend's 21st birthday. Oh, well, wow. Let's I mean, that, was, that, that became an option. I was like, all right, all right, we'll Listen, go with no, that. No, I don't know what the heck took my wife so long on this, but she would always go to, like, cake places for the boy's birthday have someone like bake a cake i'm like listen yeah. go to dairy queen that thing's all anybody wants it's that's all, all they, wants. it's all there it's one delivery mechanism ice cream cake all connected one. huge huge win all right it is a friday edition uh we have the scores that we will get to of course as we go along we have your over unders as well gimme made a run uh last week so you have you have that to look forward to which is very very nice we've got a little higher lawyer poor sal will join us a little bit later for that, get you your forecast for Sunday, which could be a little bit dodgy, so you have that to look forward to, which is nice. We're off and running here on a Football Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. We depend on your Browns to win. You can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. And if you're going to the game on Sunday, help out Cleveland kids. The Cleveland Browns and the U.S. Marine Corps will host their annual Browns Give Back First and Ten Toy Drive. It's presented by Electronic Merchant Systems to benefit Toys for Tots at First Energy Stadium prior to Sunday's game against the Bucks. Browns fans encouraged to bring new unwrapped gifts, 10 bucks plus for kids in need within Cuyahoga County, U.S. Marine Corps, Electronic Merchants, Electric rather, uh, Merchant Systems volunteers will collect items and monetarily those dis- those contributions as well at First Energy Stadium gates as fans enter the stadium beginning at 11 a.m. Uh, all right, time for a little bit on this matchup. Dr. Z, give me the one offensive matchup the Browns have to take advantage of to put themselves in position to win on Sunday. 
Well, you know, you're looking at this defense, and they get after the quarterback. Vitavia, if he is out, obviously that'd be a big blow. He leads their team with six and a half sacks. This is a, it, it's a good football team. You kind of go through Jamil Dean, their corners playing in an elite level right now. Pro Football Folks is number eight corner. Winfield's the number six safety. Mike Edwards has three pick sixes the last two seasons, most in the NFL. Carlton Davis is playing well. If there's one person that's struggling, though, a little bit, it is the nickel. Sean Murphy bunting, uh, giving up 80% completions, 110 rating when targeted. And Devin White, is while he's doing everything, 76 tackles, eight tackles for loss that leads the team. He's got 22 pressures as a linebacker. He's got uh, second with five sacks, two forced fumbles, but he's struggling in coverage. This is a tough football team to run on. Without Shaq Barrett, their pass rush, Anthony Nelson's a big step down there, but I think the advantage you have to try to get to is you got to try to establish a run. We need to do it. That's who we are. But when we throw it, Devin White in the middle of the field, somebody we can get after. Levante David still playing at a very high level, number four linebacker, pro football focus. But then the nickel, Sean Murphy bunting. So if you can get creative, get Amari Cooper inside on Sean Murphy bunting, I think that is certainly something that we could take advantage of. How many games – obviously, we're a pretty unique ter team in terms of what we want to do. How is this Buccaneers defense – uh, fared. I'm curious. I, I, I mean, I'm looking this up right now. Just how they've fared against teams that that want to run it the way that we want to run it. Um, looking at their overall here. Yeah. Uh, they, so they lost oh. to the Ravens. That's probably the only team that's in a that has a similar approach to it. Yeah, but their run defense, their run attack is obviously so, so different, different than ours. Uh, you know, you look through this Bucks team, and they, for a while, they had the longest streak of not allowing a 100-yard rusher uh, in the NFL. That obviously has been broken. But they're still a, a tough team to run against because they're just so big up front, and Vitavia just eats up so much space and is so good at getting upfield and, and working against um, – you know, your interior of your offensive line, which is our strength. So here's what running backs have done against them so far this year. Uh, the Cowboys, 16 for 60. Saints, 16 for 84. The Packers, 24 carries, 68 yards, 2.3. The Chiefs had 154 yards rushing. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 19 carries, 92. But again, you can't compare the Chiefs because that's the last thing that they're yeah. worried about. Uh, the Carolina Panthers had D Dante Foreman ran 15 times for 118 yards. Chuba Hubbard, 9 for 63. They rushed for 176 okay. yards. That was the biggest one. And then you mentioned the Ravens. Their running backs, Drake, 7 for 62. Gus Edwards, 11 for 65. But obviously, they're worried about in that, in that game. They're more worried about what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. Here's the one that's a little concerning. They just held Kenneth Walker, the 10 carries for 17 yards in Munich. And yeah. Kenneth Walker is obviously a very good player. But for the season, running backs are averaging 91 yards a game, 4.5 yards a carry. It's pretty interesting when you look at, at what they've done this season and, and sometimes what they haven't. And you, those two losses back-to-back, -back, they lost at Pittsburgh and at Carolina back-to-back -back weeks. Yeah. How, how in the hell? They scored three points at Carolina. That was when Weiss had just been named the interim and Carolina was all fired up uh, to play for, for him. But to – to only score three points against that Carolina team coming off of the loss to Pittsburgh is crazy when, when you look at what they are. Yeah, stupefying. And, you know, even when you go back to their Super Bowl winning season, they kind of sleepwalked a little bit through the beginning of the year and then turned it on after. Remember they got blown out by Green Bay? Yeah. And then they didn't lose again. 
it, it feels like a team that has the talent to do that. Now, they're without, you know, key pieces on the line. The center, Ryan Jensen, is out, um, and they haven't had him all year. They've been without some guys on the back end of the defense, you know, as well. They're hurt, obviously, Shaq Barrett, who, you know, had a couple of years. He's got 37 and a half sacks of three seasons prior to this one, three sacks already this year. You know, they're good. They aren't dynamic, though, and I think that's what has been the biggest issue for them. You know, Brady's averaging 9.9 yards of completion this year, which is the lowest of his career. It's the lowest yards per catch of Mike Evans' career, of Chris Godwin's career. They're not really pushing it down the field at all. Julio Jones leads the team 16.2 yards a catch, but that's really, they're not a dynamic team in any way, shape, or form. Their running backs are both under four yards a carry. As I said, they're under 10 yards a pass. They just, they don't stress defenses vertically. At least they have not so far this year. Well, that gets into our defensive matchup, um, the one that we must win on Sunday, brought to you by Evolve Technology. Evolve Technology powers best-in-class security for the Cleveland Browns. What is that matchup? And then i got a follow-up uh, question on, on some of the comments you just made on their pass game. we got to stop the run. I mean, that's the bottom line. We, it all starts there. And I realize that, you know, in today's NFL, more often than not, right, it's more about can you – you know, limit the big plays in the passing game. Well, that's just isn't that's just not what they have done so far this year. So that is of less concern. Obviously, that's always a top priority, limiting big plays. But I really think in this one, it's can you stop the run? Because teams are, and they were noting it on the broadcast yesterday in the Bills game, Singletary and Cook, both season highs against the Browns. That's something that we we can't, you can't operate when it's that easy, when it's five yards a carry before people are taking contact. And if you looked at the way that they approached that game against the Seattle Seahawks, that was kind of their commitment was we're going to run the ball and that's going to be that. So we've got to make sure the Browns that we don't let it be that easy because that's when Brady can maybe get some of those big plays down the field and, and take a shot over your head. Cause that has not been what he's been about so far this year. Do you think that's, as you've done this, the film work and, and lead up to this game, has he lost his fastball a little? No, he's actually been pretty effective on throws down the field, uh, but he's only doing it 10% of his dropbacks, which is 25th in the league when you think about hmm. that. He's 16 of 43 on the deep ball, 37% completion, not great, 472. It's 10 yards in attempt, one touchdown, no interception. So I don't know that he's lost the heater. I think he gets the ball out quickly, and they don't have a run by you guy. Evans is a, is a big physical contested yeah. guy. Godwin works a lot of short intermediate stuff. Uh, their tight end, Kate Otten, is nice. You know, he leads all rookie tight ends in receptions and yards. But they're not – they're just not a dynamic team. That's what stands out to me more than anything. And their line, Tristan Wirfs is playing great. Shaq Mason is playing great, the guard. Um, but the left side, Donovan Smith is struggling. And then Luke Gedeke, who he's, is out their second round of this year, was terrible. They're starting an undrafted free agent at uh, left guard, Nick Leverett. And, and he's been struggling. So I do think there are – Part of it's the line, too. He just likes to get the ball out quick so that he doesn't take any hits right there. But <laughs> Gibby looks at me. My headset fell off. Gibby, sorry. Uh, but that's really, for this team, that's just what it is. They're not dynamic at all. No, they're not. And it's, you know, it's interesting. That's, that's a heavyweight fight. Uh, now, how much will, I'm trying to think, like, Miles versus Wirfs. That's kind of all pro, all pro right there when they hook up. Is that something we'll see often on Sunday? Yeah, I would imagine you'd want to move Miles on the other side. Worf so far this yeah. season, no sacks, only three pressures allowed all year. Pro Football Focus is number four overall tackle, and there's a lot of stuff in this game where there are going to be comparisons, right? Tristan Worf was taken uh, three spots after Jed Wills in that draft. 
Antoine Winfield, who also went to the Pro Bowl a year ago, was taking the pick immediately after Grant Delpit in that draft. And he's been a tremendous playmaker for that team. So, yeah, there, there are some of those questions. But, yeah, that's a, that's a strength versus strength matchup. My guess is, though, you're going to want Wurfs to be occupied with Clowney, and you're going to try to get Miles Garrett on Donovan Smith or Nick Leverett coming off that left side. Yeah, that, that would seem to be it. And we, you got to have a big one uh, out of him. Your best players need to have a big one. If you want to have hold on to this glimmer of a hope of, of playing games that matter with Deshaun Watson, other than yeah. just the fact that they matter because Deshaun Watson is there, uh, the seven losses already in that L column, no more can be had if you're going to try to peddle that uh, hope over the course of the next the rest of the season when Watson does return uh, next week. It's, a, it's an odd place for this team, ours, I'm talking about. Totally. When, when you think about, you know, the holiday week, Brady coming in here, we haven't been at home in a while, and then you know that Watson's coming next week. So this, it's just kind of, I don't know what the hell to expect. <laughs> I bet, I'm sure it was like that for you yesterday for, with, at, on Thanksgiving. Like, well, what is, how's it going to go? I, I have no idea. I, no I idea. mean, I could see us playing inspired and playing well and, and and having it a game and and maybe pulling it out I, as we've said I don't think that this Buccaneer this is no Super Bowl Buccaneers team by any stretch no. I could also see us getting hammered I, I could see it being close I I think there's a wide array of what this thing could look like on Sunday Yeah I don't know if they're good enough hopefully to hammer us um, I, I think that that they're just, like I said they're just not dynamic. I hope we play inspired football. I hope we send Jacoby Brissett out properly. I hope we get him a big win. We keep the season alive. We get some excitement going down to Houston next week for Deshaun's debut. Um, but you're, it, it, it's a hard team to figure out, right? It is. Because yeah. we've done so many things that we set out to do in particular games, and then we still lose them. And so that's what's been frustrating. The turnovers, you know, whether it's Nick Chubb uncharacteristically fumbling in Miami territory, where it's you're at your fourth string center and you have a bad center quarterback exchange as a result of that in uh, Buffalo Bills territory last week. So many little things have added up to big things and cost this football team in games that it, it should have won and they ended up not winning. On that note, you mentioned fourth string center, Yelda Froholt, good to go and has been there all week, so that's a positive. On yeah, that he's front. good so to go. And then Mance is here who has 32 career starts now. He'll back him up. Um, but – you know, he's still very new to our system, obviously. It's not a great situation there. You know, Posick was playing so well, that's a big loss. Nick Harris, this was supposed to be his season. Michael Dunn had played well, he, and, you know, you're, all of a sudden, that's how quickly it goes. But yeah. you got everybody else, all your other starters will be there. No other injury designations on that line, not for Teller nor for Jack Conklin. So we need to go out there and we need to do it. We need to go have a strong game. If they are without Vitavea, that really hurts them up front because Akeem Hicks is – he really has not been who he was. You know, he's obviously in his 11th season, and this guy was a pro bowler back in 2018. But he hasn't really done much for them this year, although he missed six games with a foot injury. Uh, he has not done a lot. William Golston seems to be kind of well past his prime at this point for them. So Vitavea is the guy that kind of makes it go up front. And if he's out, that would be a massive, massive loss. I mean, six and a half sacks. And he had the forced fumble, if you remember, against Green Bay at the goal line where he dropped in yeah. the zone and then crushed the guy right as he caught it at like a, like a linebacker in a zone drop and forced the ball out. He's been just tremendous so far. Yeah, it's, it's just as it is. I mean, it's an interesting part in the season for us. It's an interesting part in the franchise for them um, as they have some older guys. It feels like this is it for Brady yeah. one way or another. Either he'll be done in Tampa Bay or he'll be done – 
period. Um, seeing all sorts of rumors about him and Sean Payton hooking up somewhere else or uh, that trying to be something that happens next year. I don't know where that would be, where the dance partners would be on all of that, but he is 45 years old, approaching 46. And, you know, how how much longer do you go? And and if it does, it doesn't feel like it's here. But then I, as I say that, I don't know where it would be. So it's a, it's an interesting spot for them. And they have this mix of, you know, these veteran guys who signed up for Super Bowls and then a couple of these young stars that are kind of mixed in but, you know, we've, we've obviously matched up with this division uh, this year. And you look at this division, you think, my goodness, if one of these teams got a quarterback and got – you could get turned in in a second. I mean, Atlanta could do that. New Orleans could do that. Uh, this team wouldn't Carolina be that far. Carolina could do that. Carolina too, they got yeah. got a great D. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to hit on that piece because right now none of them have a future at the position ironed out. No, and that's what's so interesting about this division. One thing that is kind of going through that I noticed, they did a pretty good job drafting. You know, you look at their secondary, their starting secondary, all home drafted. You know, Jameel Dean was in a third round 19. Sean Murphy Bunning, second round 19. Winfield, second round 2020. Edwards, third round 2019. Carlton Davis, second round 2018. They drafted Vitavea in the first round. Um, They really, they drafted Devin White in the first round. They drafted Levante David all those years ago. They drafted Joe Tryon. Uh, they did, they've done a pretty good job in terms of actually building this thing at home. Yeah. Uh, but, and then you kind of acquired, you know, as you mentioned, kind of the guys who have come in, but like their stars, Godwin was drafted by them. Mike Evans was drafted by the Bucks. They did a pretty good job. I think that's what speaks out to their track record that they were able to add in these veterans because they did such a good job drafting. They were also really smart and able to pivot off of Winston. Yes. I mean, because they drafted Winston number one overall, and there was times when you thought, I mean, he was a 5,000-yard passer, um, and it it was all – it was they they were smart enough that this – obviously this opportunity, nobody saw this opportunity coming um, with with Brady, but they had drafted really well, to your point, around Winston and to the point where if they just paratroop somebody in and then the somebody they get is the greatest of all time – and it nets them a Super Bowl. So yep. they, you're right. This this is a homegrown team. And the crazy thing is, if Winston would have been who they thought he was when he was drafted, it would have been a homegrown team who's here for the long haul. For a long time, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they hit on everything else. They really did. It's kind of actually impressive when you look at it. The guys they draft, like, for example, they drafted Wirfs. They drafted Ryan Jensen, went to the Pro Bowl last year. They drafted Donovan Smith. They're, the principal people in their operation were, were homegrown, home drafted. Yeah, incredible. Hey, Browns fans, enter for your chance to win Browns tickets, free Milkbone dog treats for a year and more. It's all courtesy of Milkbone, the official dog treat of the Cleveland Browns. Visit browns.com slash Milkbone to enter, then visit your local Meyer to check out all the varieties of Milkbone dog treats. We hit a little over and under coming up next. Gibby on a bit of a heater. We get to that. Oh, Gibby. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
And the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. Experts and factory-trained installers, you give them a call now at 216-220-8399 and you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Also check them out at bathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects, they're all made right here in America. Pretty good stuff. Those tub-to-shower conversions, they can take care of you on that as well. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com at 216-220-8399. Is there a great Thanksgiving movie before we get to over-unders? That one that I have at the top of my head. There's no Thanksgiving movie tradition in my... Yeah, you're looking for something. Yeah. And... Like football. planes, trains, and automobiles is typically sure. Yeah, football, right? But like the kids were were tapped out on that, and I don't think planes, trains, and automobiles is probably not Bootsy approved. Is no, I hunch. don't think so. Yeah, no, I, don't think I haven't so. seen it in a long, long time. But there really isn't there isn't one. So you tend to go right into the. I guess you go right into Christmas. Away we go. The sprint is here yeah. for that. A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. The- so here's the deal on that, Gibbe. That is off. It was not on this year. So PBS apparently bought it last year and then ran it once. Um, and then now it's only available on Apple, Apple TV. Huh. They're the only, they, they bought up the, Stupidity. Yeah, they bought up the Peanuts franchise, I guess. There, there, there's something. So menshealth.com has the 30 best Halloween movies of all time. Thanksgiving. The New World in 2005. That's and it doesn't look Nothing. like a happy, fun-filled Thanksgiving <laughs> no, movie. No, probably not. Um, the Ice Storm in 1997. No idea. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Here we go. Number five. There's a movie called Knives Out. Yeah, it's a good that, movie. That, sure, but it's not is a Thanksgiving it a good movie. movie? It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. Does it have anything to do with Thanksgiving? Is that around Home the time of year it takes holidays? place? That's a murder mystery. Knives Out. Knives Out is. Yeah, yeah it's good. Is it? Yeah. That's Daniel Craig, right? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, There's a movie called Home for the Holidays from 95. Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Anne Bancroft, Charles Dunning. (laughs) I have no idea. It feels like they play – it feels like that you get get some Indiana Jones on cable this time of year. And yesterday I noticed as I was flipping around, The Godfather was on. Like you kind of run out those old standards. Yeah. A little bit. Classics. Yeah. I haven't seen it because those you can pop in and out if the football game's bad. Grumpy old men. Gosh, there's a Thanksgiving scene. Well, see, there you go. You got a bird in it. That's all you need. All right, boys, you ready? What was that? Scent of a woman. Oh, there you go. Because isn't that that's the whole premise, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, not Bootsy approved. No. Uh, What about Paul Blart Mall Cop? (laughs) No thanks. Can't believe I'm gonna spend time doing that, Gibby. I can't do this. I'm losing brain cells. Stupid. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, time for some over unders. So your records last week, um, Gibbe, four and one. Wow. Last week on the over unders, an incredible. Is the one I missed the one I always miss? It is. Yeah, that's the yeah. only one you missed. There we go. Is the one, is the one you all always right. actually all three of you missed the the one that you always miss the sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Um, so Gibby went four and one. Zagora. 
two and three. So you picked up a couple. You thought it was going to be a disaster. It was not. Um, in fact, the disaster was reserved for the Hoff, who, to my knowledge, I, I'd have to go back and look at our, our very strict and copious records. I don't recall an 0 and 5 happening very often. No. The Hoff went That's usually reserved for me. I, even you usually are a 1 and 4. Yeah. That means I'm in back in first place. The kids, in, the kids in first place uh, after the Hoffs 0 for 5. So Zagura is 28 and 22. Uh, yes. The Hoff is 27 and 23. Yes. And then give it. Inching closer to 500 at 24 and 26. So you're you're getting right there, buddy. That's give it right I'm there. I'll screw it up this week. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. All right. Um, We'll start where we always do. This has become a really tricky one to handicap. Uh, Gibby got it right last week. The other two did not. And that is the total touches for Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, early in the season, you will recall that we would be 35 and a half. Yeah. And we would go over Crush 35 it. and a half. Would be pretty constant. Uh, last week, we were at 29 and a half, and it went under. Yeah. And the only one that got that right was Gibbe. This week, we are going to stay right there at 29 and a half with the slop over under total carries, total touches for Chubb and Hunt. And we will start with last week's champion, Gibbe. Did you say 27 and a half? 29 and a half. I'm going to go over. I don't like it. I don't feel good about it, but it, it has to happen if the weather is going to be garbage. Segura? I like it. I'm with Gibbe. Over. Hopefully, uh, Vea doesn't play and we can just run the ball right down their throats tinkin tropes that's over or under the greatest of all time is walking into the building he will uh he will be near a statue of one of the other greatest of all time the great autogram and um very possibly and i would think maybe likely the last chance you'll see have to see tom brady play in cleveland we're looking for tom brady passing yards dr z the number we set is 265.5. Tom Brady over. passing yards, 265.5. Over? Over, over, over. He would be it, what you've set there. He would have gone under four times this season, over six. So it's a fair number that you've set. He's gone over three the last four weeks. Uh, I think that he goes over that number. It, it'll be interesting. They're going to run the ball. We know that. He went from averaging basically like 50 in attempts a game to just 29 against Seattle, but was 22 at 29 for 258, two touchdowns, really his best performance of the year other than the game against the Chiefs where he threw for 385 and three touchdowns. But I think I think he hits that number against us. I like that's a good number for him. Give it. I'm going to go under. Not by much, but I feel like under. All right. Very, very, very good. Staying with the weather theme. And we're, we're going to have to prove that we can actually stop the run. Right, which to this point yes. we have not. Which gets us to our next one. Next! Over or under? The young Rashad White in here uh, at running back for Tampa Bay. Obviously, we have been gashed by running backs. There's not a whole lot of precedent to go through for him in that he hasn't played that much, but people tend to like him a lot. We're going for his rushing yardage total, Gibbe, and the number we set is 101.5. Uh, I'm going to go under because I still think Fournette will be a part of this before it's all said and done. I, I think that somehow, some way, because teams do this when they play us, their players all of a sudden magically get healthy 40 hours before a game, and <laughs> then they show up and, and so, fall out. So I, I'm going to go under 
because I think Fournette will show up. I fit's interesting. So Gibbe's got unders on both the running back and Brady. I went over on Brady, and I'll also go over on the running back. I think that I think that's a good number. I'll go over on that. All right, very good. I feel like one of those two I'm going to get. Probably You'll have to get. You're, I think it's a solid I, I, hedge. I agree with you yeah. on that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about any of these. And I just. Yeah. And I think I, maybe I'm reading into the weather too much. But yeah, it's not like going to be the worst weather. I don't think. Oh, I. The forecast this morning made it sound like it's it still be. warm, though, right? It's not like yeah, 30s. Like 40, upper 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So that, sh- that should if, be okay. We're supposed to get an inch of rain and 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. Ooh. That changes well, that, things. That wind could be a problem, certainly. Next. Over or under. Gentlemen, we're looking for sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. The combined number we are looking for this week is 3.5. This one's to you, Dr. Zagura. Under, and be happy to, to reverse jinx it and will it to be an over, but I'm going to take the under there. They don't turn the ball over and they don't get sacked. Give it. Same. I, I Under. I Show me. Show me, State. I'm open for business. You got to show me. <laughs> I keep All getting right. burned on that. Next. Over or under. All right, gentlemen, last one. The actual over under 43 and a half. 43 and a half is your number. Give it. What was the over? What was the number? 43 and a half. Over. Just to buy a little bit, but over. Z? Same. Over. All right. So it will come down to those Brady white numbers for the two of you. I will get the Hoffs off air and get a, uh, as he, he's going to be shocked to find out that he went over. Yeah, it's, he's going to be very sad. And he's in second sad place. Hoff. Yeah. Nobody we, wants we a sad Hoff. No, nobody wants that. All right. Coming up in the second hour of the program, we've got a little bit of higher or lower, better or worse. Poizel will join us. We've got scores as well. It's going to be pure joy. I do anticipate you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Uh, we were just saying in the break, USA England has kicked off uh, at the World Cup over in Qatar, and it is a crazy thing to shoehorn this in amidst all this football and to try to yeah. have – like this would be something, if this is in July, as Gibby was saying off air, like you're at a, you're at a bar, you're having – it's one of those things. And now it's like, oh, yeah, this is on. Yeah, it's, it's an a, afterthought. It's it it's sad. Uh, it I, is I sad. am not. I'm sure the ratings are great, whatever. But it, this is, it is not fun to try to watch this during a season football season. No, no, it's it's no. going to get lost. I think, and I the ratings are good. For, but keep in mind, anytime they show World Cup ratings, it's in, a, in the United States ratings. It's usually uh, the it'll be the Fox broadcast and the Univision broadcast. They put those numbers together. Combined. Like of I course. think. The, 
the early games are around eight million or something like that. But I think a lot of that was probably half of it was made up from Univision viewers. So um, we are in a royal blue, which is odd to me. We almost look like France or or Italy, even. Yeah. That's not our traditional. That's usually not the way we go about our business. Um, typically how we go about our business is we do a little higher, lower. That was kind of, we had so much going on this week that we haven't gotten to it until now. So we will do a little higher, higher, lower right now presented by keep it fun. Ohio from Ohio. A lot of reminds you to set time and spending limits. When you gamble, our good buddy AP is here. Poizal is here. Good to see you. Did you have a good Thanksgiving pal. Absolutely. And Gibbs can attest to that too. Thanks so much for the invite yesterday. Gibbs, we had a great time, uh, played some games, none of which I won and, uh, had some good drinks. So it was a great time. At one point, my brother-in-law looks over. He goes, you got to keep inviting these employees. I love taking their money. This is great. <laughs> we did get into a little some games yesterday. I have a little euchre, obviously. But uh, we also did a Cards Against Humanity with Nana. Oh, my and I, gosh. I can't even bring myself to say what – I certainly I wouldn't be able to say it on the air. But Nana actually put in the worst card of the day, and everybody was stunned. At one point, I got up. I go, if you put that card in there, Mom – I'm leaving before we knew it was her, and she just waved at me bye-bye. I was like, no way. No. And even Miss Kay's dad was like, no way. You could not have done that. And she says, I did. We're playing, aren't we? Oh, Oh, baby. No. (laughs) It's a good game, though. It's a good game. I've never played that game. Oh, dude, it is great. Is there a kid's version? No. Yeah, like apples to apples. apples. Yeah. Yeah. Apples to apples. Apples to apples is what it's called? Yeah. Cards Against Humanity will make you. That's a good game, too. It'll, you'll, you'll, oh. There's some rough stuff in there, brother. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious, though. God bless you. All right. So Nana. we missed out earlier this week on the whole higher or lower thing, and it got pushed back to Wednesday, and then we didn't have a show Thursday. It, it, we've had three games. Hard to tell who's higher or lower because six teams have played already. Sure. Yeah. So my task for the three of you is putting together the top ten in the NFL right now, but – each one of you will get three picks in this top ten. Okay. So Bishop will lead off with who should be number one, Poizel number two, Zagura number three, and then back to Bishop all the way to number ten, and then the three of you will come up with the number two. We don't even get a snake right here. I don't even get three and four. Outrageous. Nah. <laughs> Your internet sucked. I'm well, worried we're just, about it going All we're out. doing is coming I know, up kidding. with yeah. – We're coming up with our ten, right? Yes. Like our, our collective ten. Yes. So I lead yeah. this off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You it's, would say who you would put at yeah, number yeah. one? Kansas City, Kansas City's one, and they're one. I think by a decent margin right now. Um, I don't even mind the Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury. I think there there's just more ways they're going to start to click. I actually think they might be better without him. I still think that there are too many smart people we talk to at the combine in the lead up to the season who love Sky more to think that he is not going to be something for them down the stretch. Point, I think there's yeah. another gear for their offense to get to. Um, Mahomes is playing the best football of his life. That's usually a pretty terrifying thing. I think they're number one with a bullet. I, I don't even – this isn't even one where i got to think about it. It's, it's them. It feels like a little bit like seconds, eighths right now. Not to say that it will be by the end of the year, but right now where they are, I like Kansas City by a wide margin. Number two goes to Anthony Poizel. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think there's any debate with what you were saying about the Chiefs, but maybe there's a little bit of debate here with the Bills now just because of all the injuries that have happened on defense. But I still think they're the number two team on this list right now. Um, a lot of close games for them recently, but, I mean, I still see them beating most of the teams in, in this league right now. Um, 
Josh Allen, I don't think, has looked as good since he had uh, that elbow injury. But, I mean, he's still getting things done, uh, as we saw yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the defense is banged up. Obviously, see what happens with Von Miller here. Um, I still think they're the number two team in this league right now, though. And, and until they start losing more games, I, I think it'll stay that way. By the way, from Rap Sheet, Von Miller, a lateral meniscus terror. They are in wait-and-see mode. Surgery is likely, but might not be till after the season. The question becomes, Oof. can he play through that? Hmm. Oh, gosh, that's brutal. You hate that. Yeah. Um, one th- what was I going to – oh, was that – yesterday watching them, was that the calmest you've ever seen anybody drop a snap, pick it up, and then just walk into the end zone? Yeah, ridiculous. And they were saying that him dropping the snap somehow opened up the hole for him to take. I, I wanted to look at the replay again and see how that happened, but, yeah, they, it was – great play like not jittery like it yeah. was like he was playing a backyard game it's just very calm. oh yeah i got this no and worries slopes in yeah all right so kc number one compliments a bishop buffalo number two compliments a poisel number three zagura i'm gonna take a team that's beaten buffalo and is undefeated when its quarterback starts and finishes the game the miami dolphins i think people are sleeping on the Woo! miami dolphins i think the dolphins are legit I can't believe it, but I really do. They can run it now with Jeff Wilson. Their defense is bolstered with Bradley Chubb. They're going to get healthier on the back end as the season progresses. And then what they're doing offensively is very difficult to deal with. I like the Dolphins number three, just ahead of nerd. All right. Thoughts? Thoughts on the top three so far? I I was going to go Nate here. I mean, so I'm picking four, so that tells you where I'm going at number four. Um, so I, I'm, I'm in a similar, I feel similarly. I think that the 40, the 49ers have a little higher ceiling for me. And I think they're, they might be tougher to beat right now. And I think they're, they're getting healthier. Um, but I also understand they have four losses. And so there's gotta be, I suppose, some penalty for that. I don't have a problem with Miami being third though. They're, they're right there. They're terrible. I would have had I them mean, second, honestly. I would have had Miami second, Niners third. Niners third. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Bishop, that goes to number four. Yeah, that's it. It's the Niners. I think the Niners are the best team in the NFC. Um, I think they're the most terrifying team in the NFC. I think uh, Garoppolo is playing with all sorts of moxie. Um, I I think they have so many weapons. I mean, they unlocked Kittle last time out. They're just going to start drilling people. And as Kyle gets more and more, as all these guys start to get more and more familiar with, especially McCaffrey, he, he has never played in anything like this. That, that he gets to play in in San Francisco. And they're going to get healthier defensively as it goes along. I, I like I this Niners Arm, team. Armstead's back today practicing. Uh, yeah. He won't play Sunday, but yeah, they're, they're going to get him back here in the next 10 days. They they, they feel really good. Um, so I'm very comfortable with them at four. On to number five in our little power poll rankings. Compliments of the Ohio Lottery. Poizel, the pick is to you. Yeah, so the one team I think we haven't touched on yet is has been the Eagles, um, but that's actually not who I'm going with at number five, and that's because I think the Cowboys are actually better than the Eagles right now. I have not been uh, as high on the Eagles after these last two weeks. I mean, they just barely beat the Colts, and obviously they had that loss to the Commanders that ended their perfect season. I actually think the Cowboys would beat the Eagles right now. I think Dak Prescott has looked pretty smooth, not perfect necessarily, but smooth um, since he came back from that injury and makes the Cowboys a legit contender. And, I mean, defensively, they're just lights out. Uh, they're as good as it gets when it, in the NFL right now. Um, they haven't allowed more than 30 points in a game this season, I don't think. So I would actually put the Cowboys at number five over the Eagles. Same. Zagura, pick number six. 
I'll to put you. the Eagles there. And I'd been fine with the Eagles at five, the Cowboys at five. It didn't really matter that much to me. But I, I like the Eagles in this spot. I still think that they are a very good offense. They are a very good defense. They're a complete team. And they're going to have some lulls. But good teams find a way to still win. The Buffalo Bills, we didn't give them a – a big hassle for barely beating the Detroit Lions. And, you know, they just did what they had to do ultimately to get the win, and that's what they did in Indianapolis uh, last week. I still think they're a very complete team. I'm Jalen Hurts, we'll see how far he can take them. I mean, that's really the question. Yeah, they're, when is their schedule toughened? Um, At the end. It's, it's coming, right? Because yeah. it's – so they're, they have Packers this week. Oh, yeah, the next, the next three, they get Packers, Titans, at Giants, and then they – their schedule is actually really easy all the way through. Then they're at I was Bears. Say, I think it was easy all the way. Yeah. Yeah. At Bears, at Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. So it's it's been a really nice schedule for them to navigate. Now in this league, as we know, you still got to win them. But yep. Um. But they have they've they've done a nice job navigating it. So what are we? Yeah. At? Is the, it me? The, the green the Green Bay Sunday night football thing is interesting because is Aaron Rodgers want to play this week? Is what well, he told down. you he hurt his thumb. Yeah, he's already setting you up. Uh. I, I thought it, I thought he sounded like he was definitely still going to play though. He's right? going like, to play, yeah. but it, yeah. it, it's just the tone during the week, and mm-hmm. eh, you know we got to be better at this. Out there. We got to <laughs> do this, and then like, he goes out and throws for three bills and three touchdowns. Felt like he's kind of invigorated by Christian Watson the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, like he fun. trusts him a little bit, you know. Yeah. So you've got three AFC teams in your top three, three NFC teams, then four through six. Number seven, Bishop. <sighs> This is really where it gets crapshooty, honestly, um, because there's a lot of ways that you could go here at, at this spot. I think that the right thing to do is probably go Minnesota here, but the other teams that I considered, um, honestly, were Cincinnati and Tennessee, but I will go Minnesota here at seven, um, and and I think a lot of these teams are kind of similar. I don't, I think Cincinnati's got a higher ceiling than Minnesota, but Mixon's down with the concussion. Uh, sounds like Chase is probably going to go. He's practiced all week, but we'll see. Um, but I like this Minnesota team. I, I will say this about Minnesota: when it, they're not good, de- they haven't been good defensively for the last couple of weeks. But offensively, they can do a lot of things. And if they're playing in, in domes, which it's likely they will, they might end up being the number one seed by the time this thing's all said and done. Um, their path is is one that's pretty navigable for them. Poizel to pick number eight. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to go with one of the teams that you didn't mention in that list there, Bo, and that's the Ravens. Um, you know, they've won four straight games while battling some injuries to some of their top guys on offense, like Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, who I think has played the last two games but was out at the beginning of that winning streak. And um, I think most importantly, they've they've looked really good on defense after some pretty inconsistent games at the beginning of the year where they just weren't able to finish in the fourth quarter. And now those things, uh, those problems look like they're gone, at least on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and just with their schedule being so ridiculously easy, I know it's going to be tough to maybe kind of gauge them uh, down the end of the season as far as where they rank among the best teams. But right now with just what they've shown on defense and how they've played without some of those top weapons, like I said, on offense, I think the Ravens would be at number eight here. Yeah, it, Ravens offense started great, defense not so great, and it's kind of flip-flopped. Yep. And we'll see what that offense can do here going forward. They're the mm-hmm. Philly of the AFC. Like, I mean, the, the last uh, yeah, two wins, I mean, yeah, it's a fair they comparison. They beat the Saints, I... they beat the Panthers. Look at their next, the next group. At Jaguars, Denver, at Pittsburgh, here, Falcons, yeah. Steelers, yeah. Bengals. Like, it's, it's they're going to win the division. Schedule. And the Bengals, conversely, I'm sure we'll get to them in the next couple here. Uh, the Bengals' convert schedule is brutal down yeah. the stretch 
Yeah, yeah. I, I still think they're ahead of the Bengals and Titans, though, just because the Ravens did beat the Bengals this year, and I would still think that they could beat them right now. Um, and there's just something about the Titans that I just, I don't know, I just don't like. I don't think they're a team that's necessarily built to beat the top teams in this league right now. I don't know. We'll see. I think they're built, though, to beat a team like the Ravens, I would I would argue. They can run it on the Ravens, and they have the athletes on the defense to shut down the Ravens. The Ravens are having a tough time scoring points. Uh, mm-hmm. I would Number put at nine, nine – I'm putting the Titans at nine. Now you get Titans Bengals this week, so maybe you'll get a little answer on that. Of course, I still want to get the Chargers in there. I think from a talent standpoint, they could be there, but so many injuries just absolutely ravaged that team. Uh, but I think the Titans have to be in the top ten. They've been, they're just impressive. They play their style. It's different than a lot of other team styles, uh, and they're able to just pound you with Derrick Henry and play great defense, and that's what they do. Right, Trail on Burke's going a little bit for them, too. Yeah, it's now. helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Number 10 between the three of you. Who uh, who should be number 10? Um, I guess for me it'd be between Cincinnati would probably be my – would be the one I would lead lean into a little bit. Uh, I like your Chargers thing, 5-5. Five and five. I can't believe that team's 5-5. Five and five. That's just ridiculous. It's crazy. It feels like the Sean Payton landing spot if there is one. Um if they have the oh, stones man. to fire a coach. But those would be the two I would consider at 10. Yeah, I'd lead with the Bengals here, especially with them getting Jamar Chase back. Um, I mean, that that's obviously a huge difference maker for their offense. And uh, I'd say it's the Bengals over the Chargers just because I think the Bengals are less banged up. <laughs> that's what it comes down to right now. Yeah, Bengals and the other team that I would even obviously be on the Chargers that I'd consider are the Bucks. They have not been impressive, but that's a team that you feel like is dangerous at any time. Two straight losses for Dan Dimes too, as they've dropped to seven and four now. Mm-hmm. Is there yeah, a we should have had three and oh, New York team makes the playoffs. Can that can the Giants screw this up after starting off seven and two and not make the playoffs? Hard to in the NFC. Hard at the NFC to not be a wild card unless they totally just fall down. Yeah, you'd have to. I'd have to look at their schedule to see for sure. But like, you know that like I was talking about with Cincinnati's stretch here, it's brutal in in the biggest possible way. Um, they they have to beat they had to beat Pittsburgh they really have to beat Tennessee this weekend it's Chiefs at home uh, us at home at Bucks at Patriots Bills at home Ravens that's how they close yeah. it that's as hard as it gets I feel like that is that that's I don't know brutal. what the stats say but I think that's got to be the hardest schedule of yeah. all thirty two teams right it has to be it has to be yeah it's got to be the hardest closing stretch um, no that they've had I will say this about Cincinnati they haven't other than the, they lost the opener to Pittsburgh but other than that they've beating the teams are supposed to be there's not a blemish on here where you go how the heck did they lose that although they were drilled by us which in drilled by, i was gonna them. say i was gonna I say the one game us, us i guess i look at us different i feel like we yeah. should for whatever reason we don't match up well for them but um but they they have handled their business pretty good all right good stuff out of you poisel very good job my friend awesome hey, love hey. you guys all right, nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea, cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and goal. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Coming up next, your game day forecast, your keys to victory scores at the bottom of the hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey there, Browns fans. Skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention promo code BROWNS. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. 
Your game day forecast brought to you by Carrier, a partner of the Cleveland Browns. Looks like it's going to be in the mid-50s Sunday. Chances of rain are 100%. Rainfall could be upwards of a half an inch high wind gusts possible as well in this one. Um, Wind from the south at 15 to 25 miles an hour with a chance for some gusts. So down at the lake, probably not great uh, on Sunday, though it won't be cold. So it. When have we had one of these, like a 55 and rainy and windy? Yeah, not often, which is it's the rain's tough. Rain's tough, but it'll be yeah, it won't be as bad as that freezing rain that we sometimes get when it's in the 30s. And that is just right. miserable. Yeah. So it's 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 a manageable rain. The wind gusts could be tricky down there. That's the one thing that jumped out to me with gusting up to 25, 30 miles an hour. That can that can start to be a problem by the time you get to that. All right. Time for your keys to victory. And for that, we go to Dr. Zeke. All right, listen, you're dealing with this Buccaneers team that knows how to play the game at a high level. You've got Tom Brady orchestrating their offense. They're going to take care of the football. They don't turn it over. Fewest giveaways in league. So that means for us, we can't give away the football. We never win the turnover battle. We've got to be even on that at a minimum. And I think that will be critically important. Number two, you've got to slow down the running game. And the last few weeks, just so bad on the ground, too easy for other teams. Don't let Rashad White start gashing you because then Tom Brady is going to make you pay with play action, getting the ball to Mike Evans, who needs just 28 yards for 10,000 on the season, and Godwin, who's got six-plus catches, it feels like, every single game this year since he's come back from his injury. So I, I think it's critically important you kind of stop the run, you force them into some obvious passing situations. Look, Tom Brady's great at it. But he is throwing it short. If we come up and tackle, we should have a little bit of an opportunity there. And then for us offensively, I said it. Take care of the football. Reestablish Nick Chubb and this ground game. And then when we're able to take shot plays down the field, hit them. Now, that's kind of what we've been doing with the exception of being able to get that Nick Chubb going. That's kind of been the bigger problem for the Browns of late was getting that ground game going. And hopefully they will be able to do that. Yeah, it feels like that second possession for us, right? Like, yep. We usually score in that first one. It's like the two most important possessions, it feels like, the last month or so, Z, has been that second possession for us and then that last possession before half. Um, Those just have not gone our way, and when they haven't, it just waterfalls on us. Yep, and that's been the big problem. When when things have kind of gone against us, that's where we have just completely – unfortunately, we've fallen apart, right? I mean, that's really – that's the way you say it is is we've – a little bit of adversity has derailed this football team, both offensively and defensively. I think it's almost like they feel it even more. Uh, and that has been, I think, the main reason why this team has not been able to win. It's like you start off with a touchdown, then you have a little bit of a lull, and then the defense is playing well at the beginning, and then they're like, all right. It just almost feels like it all unravels mm-hmm. right away. And then the other thing I would add is special teams, man. I mean, yeah, we gave up. Us. We gave up another big punt return that allowed the Bills to get three points without even getting a first down. And you say to yourself, how does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening? And, well, the answer is we just frankly have not been good enough at that level. And so when you take a team, when you're not the better team, and we we can say, oh, look what we have on paper and this, that, and whatever. The way we've played, we have not played like the better team. Your special teams needs to be neutral or positive for you to have a chance to win. And too often ours has not been that. Yeah, it's 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 been a, a hindrance Detriment. and it needs to be neutral uh, at, at worst is neutral. And with, you know, the way that we pay attention to it, 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 it should honestly be better. Um, and then you just you can't give up these these type of I hope we get that, that part of it. Fist this this gashing that has happened to us yeah. uh, in the ground from opposition, like just 
giving up career games, uh, season career games every single week to the opposing running game. That that is not a way to win in the National Football League in any no. way, shape, or form. So that's that. Let's hope that's sorted out and not make a hero out of Richard White, make him any better than he already is. Um, you do those things, you got you certainly got a puncher's chance in this one. And yeah. we want to remind you to join us this Tuesday, November 29th, one to three. We're broadcasting from B Buffalo Wild Wings in Avon Lake. Enjoy. Wing Tuesday with us. Buy one, get one. Equal value, 50% off of traditional wings. Some exclusions may apply. Dine-in only. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn more. The scores coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And my good friends at the Bath Authority can take care of you. They will give you that bathroom of your dreams that you've always wanted. If you wanted a spa-like experience in your wet space in your bathroom, that's what they can do. Let the Bath Authority make it a real dream for you in a fraction of the time of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's best bath and shower remodeler by far. Expert and factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Affordability, quality in the same place. Enormous selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions. Simply put, superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority at 216-220-8399. All right, time for some scores. Hello, Gibby. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into this and before you give us your numbers for the week and you all take your victory lap, well-deserved, yep. um, a, a, I, I would be remiss if I did not shout out one Bernard Kozar. Uh, kind of a big day today. Bernie. Happy birthday to number 19. To the king. To the king. Yes. Happy birthday, love, Bernie. Hope you have a great weekend. I think his uh, – I think when all – as a middle of, of legacy writing for him, I think he will go down, for those of us who have experienced it, as the most popular individual athlete in any city ever. Yep, I agree. I think the only – I mean, you, you think about the ones who are close, it's probably like Magic in Los Angeles. I'm guessing like Larry in Boston – but it's a short list. It's it's he's so singular though here, he really, he really is. is. It's yeah. crazy. It is. It's I mean it's well deserved. It's awesome. But I, that's the thing that struck me about Cleveland fandom immediately when I came here was there was no doubt in my mind that Bernie Kosar and the Browns teams of the '80s were a bigger deal here than Joe Montana and the Niners teams of the '80s are in the Bay Area. Yep. And they won four Super Bowls. Correct. Yeah, it's, it's crazy crazy god bless him happy birthday Bernie. yes time for week 12 of the scores a continuance because we had three scores already yeah. zagura did you already go through the records no oh, we had we a good did. week last week uh nine and a five for me eight and six for bo we're both 30 games over 560 combined it's incredible Jeez. actually I had someone come up to me, no names please, Wednesday night at the bar I was at, and they're like, there's one thing I do on Fridays on the drive home. I just listen and go back and find the scores. That's right, baby. I said, well, congratulations on all your successes. And yeah, he said, you're welcome. You have no idea. Yeah. 
You are you welcome. You are welcome. It's a pure joy for us. People helping people. I don't it love really these is. lines this week, by the way. I don't Boy, either. there are some numbers. I don't either. Let's get right into it. Two teams that are just kind of hanging around in the National Football League, especially in that NFC playoff picture. The Atlanta Falcons are a half game out of first in the NFC South at five and six. They head out on the road where they are one and four on the season, traveling to Washington. The Commies are six and five and riding a two-game winning streak. Bishop, lead us off. Yeah, I uh Heineke's still the quarterback there, and he's been he's been they like him. It's not he's not great, but they like playing for they him like and they him. get behind him and they love playing for Rivera. It seems like Chase Young is in. Is that right? It feels like feels he's that in. Way. I yep. think so. Yeah. So uh I like Washington in this one. Twenty four to seventeen. Give me the Kais. Same. I just think their front is too good. They'll stop the run, and then they will harass Marcus Mariota, and I think they are in a great, great spot. I like the commies as well. I say 24-7. to Beat down. On to the AFC we go. The Baltimore Ravens have won four in a row. They are 7-3 and three on the road this week, where they are better on the road than at home. Four and one, a trip. <laughs> Excuse me, as I die. Don't go die on us. Good God, give it. Not- I'm not trying to die. As they go to the armpit of America, yes, Jacksonville awaits Jacksonville. at three and seven <laughs> on the football season. Jags, Ravens, Zagura. This line makes no sense to me. I would think it would be much bigger, bigger than it is. The Ravens certainly were not impressive in that game against the Carolina Panthers, but they won anyway. And I think they win this one too. Thirteen. To 12. Oh, boy. Pay attention to the scores. This one has actually gone down uh, in a day. It's gone down a half point. So many people are thinking what you're thinking, Dr. Z. I, however, am not. I like Baltimore winning this one 17 to 10. I'm with you. I, that's the logical. That's what my logic tells me. But this feels like it's too. It feels like a trap. It does. Yeah. Uh, the New York football Jets have a new quarterback and the Jets playing host to the Chicago Bears who are three and eight on the football season the Jets six and four but feel like they're trending the opposite way Justin Fields yeah do we get Justin Fields what's the deal I don't think so the line would suggest no because this was four and a half uh yesterday okay so it's trending like he won't go like he won't yeah sad well, the Jets, line is Bears, Bishop, as I look it up and see where we're at. Trevor is Zach Simeon. Wilson playing? No. No. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I, I like the Jets uh, by, by seven in this one. And with no fields, I don't even know how Chicago's going to operate. So I, I like this Jets team uh, getting a little bit of Ewing theory with, with Zach Wilson out. I like the wow. Jets as well. If fields plays... I would like the the Bears, but given that we think that he's not, in this case, I'll take the Jets as well. I like their defense. I like their defense quite a bit. I mean, Fields talked to the media this week. I feel well, like everything is trending toward him, but he had separated shoulder. I mean, what are they even doing? Like, if he has any shoulder thing, shut him down. What are you doing? That's not gonna be crazy here. It's like take a week or so, and then we'll whatever. Uh, like, yeah. Oh yeah, fantasy. Yeah, like, get, come on, shut you don't down. need to relax. I'm going. What do you? you what do you want to get him back in there for? Oh, yeah, the fantasy angle. Yeah, just come back and let me see in week 15 when I need you in the playoffs or week yeah. 16. 
Take a month off. All right, up next, a big one in the AFC if you're looking for playoff posturing as the Tennessee Titans, 7-3 and three on the football season, play host to the Cincinnati Bengals. No Joe Mixon, big shock. Uh, Jamar Chase, a game-time decision, but I would think all indications are Chase will return for the Bengals. Zagura, lead us off here, 7-3 versus 6-4. and four. Yeah, this is the one that I got the most wrong in the guess the lines because I thought yeah. Tennessee would be favored. And I actually like this Tennessee team. I've come full a full 180 on them, turned around completely. Yeah. I like this team. I like Derrick Henry. I think they match up well with the Bengals and what they like to do. Uh, and I think Tennessee is going to win this game. And I think they don't even need to win it, but I think they will win it outright by three, 27-24 Titans. Uh, this line went it has moved a point in Cincinnati's favor. It was one and a half. It's now two and a half. Um, I, I go. I'm going to go with the public on this one. I get Cincinnati. I'm going to go your score except inverted. Cincinnati 27, Tennessee 24. Ooh, Ooh. very nice. Up next, Sam Darnold makes his debut this week as starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Panthers hosting Denver arguably there's no argument it is the worst game of the week in the national football league denver three and seven on the year carolina three and eight bishop uh look both these teams stink uh this one has actually moved a point and a half uh down as well so there's a this always makes me nervous when i see these you, they shouldn't move this Drastic much in 40, yeah 48 hours it's that's a lot of movement um yeah. i'm gonna go opposite public on this one i like broncos country let's ride Winning by three in Carolina, 23-20. Broncos two, Panthers zero. <laughs> Is that voice going to hold out by Sunday? Are we going to be all mean? right? You need some lemon and honey. You, I feel you, fine. You, you could feel fine, but sounding is a little rough. It's Friday. He's going to rest it. I, I know. Lemon I, and honey. I've been down this road a couple times this year. <laughs> yeah, no. That's I'm right. in no danger of losing my voice. All right. By the way, it sounds sultry. I do like it. There, there's a time like when you to be like a television news anchor, you had to smoke 15 packs of cigarettes a day yeah. and have that voice. <laughs> yeah. Everybody I worked with when I was a kid that was like an old school news guy, they always had that voice. You saw the Up clip next, that, that old clip for the guy, the newsman who had that voice in Michigan doing the whole thing about why everybody's all. That's like, what actually got me thinking about it. Yeah. That guy was so that great. exactly? Like, that was so great. So great. And that guy, how many packs of Paul uh, Malls did that guy plow through? Just cartons. Yeah. You want to talk about big numbers? This is a big one. This is a big matzo ball right here. Miami hosting Houston. Quarterback news. Kyle Allen starts for Houston on Sunday. Uh, I don't even know what that Zagura. means. I don't even know who that is. He's I believe who... he was with Washington or Carolina. <laughs> he was with one of those two he at is... some point. So here's a here's the little backstory. There's a Brandon little, Allen. We'll do a 45 second Kyle Allen history. Kyle Allen was a five star quarterback recruit who committed to Texas A and M. He's the same age as Kyler Murray. They both were at Texas A and M at the same time. I think I think he might actually be a year older. He okay. transferred out back to Arizona. I can't remember if he was going to go to Arizona, Arizona State. Never played there. Never played at Texas A and M. Kind of went the back way into the league, and and somehow is still on a roster. Um, but Texas neither he nor Kyler ever played at A&M. I mean, they Texas, played, but they both it, left. It has him Wikipedia because Wikipedia is always right. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M, 14 and 15. 
University of Houston, 16 and 17. That's right, because he went with Tom Herman there. That's right. Undrafted in 2018, was with the Panthers in 18 and 19, and I know he played. Yeah. Um, Washington in 20 and 21, and then this year with the Houston Texans. Look, I got Miami. I don't know who's yeah. up. I got Miami covering this. I'm trying to – I'm curious. Do you as well, Z? I do, yeah. So I mean, it's what a would huge be a number. number that you would say no? 17 and a half. I was, I was even thinking higher, but, yeah. I mean, it's got to be – what That's this team is a big inept. number, and we got a bigger one coming. Yeah. I know. I don't like any of these lines. Yeah, they're not good. All right. Next up, guys, uh, an AFC – NFC West matchup. Las Vegas, three and seven on the year, one and five on the road, traveling to Seattle to battle the six and four Seahawks, who seem to be, I don't want to say they're struggling, but I feel like the fast start has kind of gone away here a little bit, and Seattle's staying afloat right now, but uh, the Raiders, no push or no pushover, indeed. Zagura, lead us off. This game's gross. It's awful. Yeah, it awful. Is. I think the Seahawks win it. Seahawks seventy-eight, Raiders seventy-five. Same. I. This is an old AFC West matchup, right? Yeah. I mean, remember that as a kid. This was. I used to see a steady yes. diet of Seahawks and Raiders uh, in the old AFC West. Um, I'm with you. I, I like Seattle by three. So pay attention to the scores there, kids. Up next. Another one, AFC West, NFC West matchup. The Los Angeles Chargers, 5-5 five and five on the football season, traveling to Arizona. Cliff, Kyler, and company. I don't know. Is Kyler playing? Arizona's 4-7. and seven. Does it matter if he plays or not? The team sucks. They do. Uh, Bishop, what say you? So this one moved a point and a half down in 48 hours, um, which – to me, makes no sense. I was comfortable the other way where it was before. I'm comfortable now. I think the Chargers getting a little bit healthier. They're just much, much better. Uh, I like the Chargers maybe even in a blowout in this one, 38 to 17, 38 to 20. Same, 100% same. Yeah. To the biggest number of the week in week 12 okay. of the National Football League. Okay. Man, I had to do a double check and a triple check. I'm like, is this wrong? Is this what? This, is this a misprint? I don't think I don't know if I've seen one this big. And oh, by the way, it's the defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, who's the their starting quarterback on the road, taking on Kansas City? The Chiefs eight and two. The Rams are a mess. Is this the biggest underdog that a defending Super Bowl champion has ever been? Yes, has to be. Has I, to I be. have to. I have to think so. Has I mean. To be. I, I just can't imagine there's been one bigger. And I, it's huge. It actually has got the, it's actually went up a point, too, in 48 hours. Yeah. Um, this is similar to the Miami one. What's the number that would make me hesitate? This is Vegas begging you, begging you to come in. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not. I'm going to stay out. I'm going to think Kansas City to win by 17 uh, in this one. Kansas City, 38. Ram it, 21. Same. There's no way we get both Miami and Kansas City. No. None. None. Zero. Zero chance. <laughs> it's, in fact, it is much more likely that you'd go 0 for 2 taking the favorites Correct. in those games than you will go 2 and 0 taking favorites. And this season, did. as we've illuminated many times, not only do those teams not win or not cover, they lose. I can't lose. imagine that. 
No. But that's what history has shown us this year. Yeah, I don't like this week. No. Not so great. Two games left. Next up, Pedro, not Pedro's 49ers, playing host to the New Orleans Saints. San Fran, 6-4. and four. They shouldn't be called San Fran. They should be called something else because they don't play in San Fran. 49ers, Saints. So then uh, what are you going to call the Giants, the New Jersey Giants? I mean, you the could Landover, do that. Maryland commies? Fine. Done. Makes you total have to sense live in the city proper? Anarchy. Let's get out. Let's it's do this. Outrageous. It's an outrageous take. The 49ers play like two hours away from San Francisco. The Cowboys don't play in Dallas. No. Foxborough? Come on. Call them the Foxborough Patriots? I guess I they are New England. Great. That so would be a fair. cool little logo, I feel They're not like. the Boston Patriots. They're the New England Patriots. That's right. I, again, right. this is another monster line. I just can't take all th- all of these huge ones. I think this one ends similarly to the Giants-Dallas. The game is completely over. Something happens. They climb inside the number. Niners 30, Saints 23. Look, I there's no way that I'm getting all three of these right, but it's my whole year with this thing. I just go with what the gut tells me, and the old That's gut right. tells me San Francisco handles its business. Um, so I acknowledge I'm not going to get all three of these big ones right, but I got to roll with my Niners in this one. I like them 31 21. Sunday night football wrapping up week 12. We will have a Monday night game, but wrapping up a Friday edition of the scores. It's the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers and his thumb issues traveling to Philly to take on the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles Bishop. Uh, I, I think uh, I think this could be a tricky one for Philly. They're going to wear their black hats. Did you see that? They're wearing the black helmets this week. I like uh, that. Philly is. I, I knew that you would. I knew that's in your wheelhouse. That's right. Um, I, I like Philly winning a little closer, though. Give me the Eagles 24 and the Packers 21. Same. I, went, I wrote Green Bay, then Philly, then Green Bay, then Philly, and then I just settled on Green Bay. I feel like. I'll just take the points and hope that they can somehow get inside that number. It's not anything that I'm excited about. No, I, I think this is a, this is a week that if I was out there in the in the real world, these big number games, I would be staying away from. There's not a whole lot that I love this week. No, no, I'm I'm with you. There's there's not a whole. I like I loved Minnesota uh, yesterday, and I love Detroit. But other than that, I there's this is tough i love dallas yeah. though too and they blew it at the end so you never they know. had it though i mean they did was, you, they totally had it we were directionally correct we were be sure to stop by free twisted t tailgate pregame party prior to every home game twisted t tailgate is located on the west side of first energy stadium combines the atmosphere of a beer garden live music feud and drink options along with areas for socializing twisted t tailgate opens four hours prior to kickoff and is open to fans with a ticket to the game our score and the game score coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And when you're on the injured list, get help getting back in the game. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Big one down in Columbus tomorrow, high noon, Buckeyes and Wolverines. Let's Buckeyes go. favored by eight uh, in this one. It, um, 
there's a lot of ways this can go. There's so many injury variables. We're not sure who's yeah. going to be there from a running back standpoint at Michigan. If if Corum and Donovan Edwards can play, it's been mums the word all week long from that camp. Same thing with the Buckeye camp. We don't know what's going on with Mayan Williams, if he's going to play in the game or not. Um, I do think that the weather tomorrow in Columbus is pristine. So it's supposed to be mid, mid to high 50s and sunny with no wind. That sets up really nicely for their skill position players and their quarterback. I do like the Buckeyes winning this one by 10-ish, 38-28, something like that. I think they get a score late to go up two scores and kind of cruise from there. Um, it's rare that you get this, where you get these two teams playing both undefeated. It's only happened four times undefeated. It's happened – oh, it, it's eight times eight times undefeated, only four times unblemished in the history. They've been playing for 118 years. So yeah. um, they have both done their part to give you what should be a spectacular game on Sunday, to say the least. I think it'll come down to Ohio State's ability in the spine of their defense to tackle, especially if Corum plays, to get him to the ground and not get bullied. Because last year they gave up 300 yards rushing to yep. Michigan. Um, everything they've done this offseason has been to prevent that from happening again. My hunch is that it will come to serve. If tomorrow. it is a 10-point, does that does Michigan still get in at, at that? Well, they need TCU to lose. They would need Georgia to win out, and they would need USC to lose because there's a lot of USC love right now. So okay. that's the other thing you kind of have to worry about. They wouldn't be out of it with a 10-point loss, though. Anything less than that, I think they'd be very firmly still very much in it. Okay. Um, us and Bucks, how do you see it, Dr. Z? <sighs> Tough game. Uh, I hope we find a way. Send Jacoby Brissett out with a big win, 24-23 Browns. Let's go. Come on, Jacoby. Let's, let's let Jacoby hear it on Sunday, guys. He's been yes. unbelievable yes. Uh, all, all, all season long uh, with, with what he's been asked to do. Enjoy your football weekend. We're back Monday to break it all down. And, and uh, the next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.